3 to 5, Sound Awake on SAFM. A pleasure and a privilege uh, to welcome a young leader who's uh, a mover and a shaker. Some people call him an overachiever. Yeah? Yeah. Huh? As we look at the leaders in uh, our industry. Good morning this morning. Happy Madiba month, my brother. Welcome to the show. Thank you for jumping out of bed so early in this cold. <laughs> Greetings to you, Madeline, the team, and the listeners also. Happy Madiba Day to you too. I'm trying to picture you whether you're in your pajamas or you are wrapped in a blanket <laughs> or as a serious I'm, guy. I'm in the library right now. In the library, you say? That anybody... Did you say you were in the library? Yes, in the house library. What are you doing so early, Cox? Waiting for your call. Oh, nice one, nice one. In your PJs or in a blanket or in a suit as usual? In a suit, unfortunately. My man, my man, you take your business seriously. Welcome to the show, my brother. Thank you. <laughs> COVID-19 has, uh, has become the new normal. And how has uh, the lockdown affected you? And uh, how are you adapting? Well, I mean, uh, the new normal has emerged from the old normal, as we know it, isn't necessarily the new normal to everyone. So some of us who are in the innovation space, as you may know, have been advocating for the adoption and integration of information and communication technology before we got hit with the global pandemic. It's rather, in this case, unfortunate that instead of pulling ourselves together as a collective to move uh, forward, we still need to pause and wait for others to join ship. So the lockdown has thus affected me and many others in similar spaces, partly because my life and those of others have literally slowed down economically and physically, and this presented to us unexpected psychological damage with respect to mental health, especially in rural South Africa. So working from home has become a norm with its uh, intricacies, but I'm in the innovation space, like I said, so I'm, I'm quite fine with, with it, okay. Sure. Do, do you see any unintended benefits by this lockdown, maybe? The unintended benefits, not at the moment. They're not immediate. It yes. could only be in the long run where we, we do uh, you know, investigations. Yeah, we live in hope, I tell you. Who is Koki <laughs> How did you get involved in advocacy work, rural development, youth development, and others? Well, let me just give it a brief like this. Koki is a multi-award-winning social innovator whose journey in life is typical of the story of visionary Africans to join them if possible, and many a loving heart, and by a confluence of events and circumstances that I believe only God can fully comprehend so um, professionally, I'm a policy practitioner by training from UCT. So I don't really know how I really got involved in advocacy. Though what I can remember is that from a young age, pen and paper have always been my best friends. And I use them to advance the intense need for rural development. So after all, we all have roots in rural South Africa, whether we know it or not. True that, uh, true that. Now, you are part of uh, the Young Leaders Initiative, uh, uh, Young African Leaders Initiative, the South African chapter. How, how, how did that happen and what is your mandate? 
From there, it, it just snowballed. I beg your pardon. I, I'm saying from there, it just snowballed. You just got busy. Yes. <laughs> I just adjust myself. I mean, to the fact that you know a thousand people from different backgrounds in South Africa placed me in the space, it, it, it means something about me, about them, and about the institution that I'm re- representing. Many of us look at this as a big deal. Is it a big deal to you, and why? Well, it is. Like I said, um, I mean, the young African leaders that are involved in this, if you look at them professionally in their individual spaces, some are directors in government, some are ministers, some are, you know, big business people in the country. So, you know, to gain their vote of confidence, in this public domain, it's it, it, it a huge deal. Looking at South Africa and Africa, because I'm, I'm thinking by being part of YALI in South Africa, you represent the whole continent in, in the bigger, spa- bigger space. <laughs> I was afraid to say that, but yes. Why? Because, I mean, literally, the whole of Africa is in South Africa right now. And so then- I'm literally the vo- in our, their voice. Gee, that, 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 that's big. That's big. Now, on the table, what were the immediate, uh, you know, goals that uh, you needed to achieve? How did you, uh, you know, find that uh, you, you had to hit the ground running and what were the projects uh, on the table? Well, fortunately for that, there are no set objectives on my side as a communications person because I look at the community and dedicated team of young professionals whose agenda are to set, ensure there's a clear, conducive environment for our chapter in South Africa to thrive in. So the actions that we've put in place during this pandemic are to communicate with our alumnus, the measures that we've uh, put in place to safeguard their professional interests and also simplify our learning uh, platforms online so to ensure that nobody uh, was going to be left behind. I mean, you've been collecting uh, accolades left, right, and center. You've been recognized <laughs> left, right, and center. Uh, that's obviously challenging other young leaders uh, um, to talk, to walk the talk. And and uh, this route as an individual, what got you there, though? Because as you were saying earlier, it's almost like you got to, into advocacy by default. May I say sacrifices, sacrifices, and sacrifices. All right, now, I mean, it's, it's half past four to five, and I still have meetings lined up the whole day from, uh, later today. So you can imagine some of us hardly sleep. In other words, they say, 
we just pass out, pass out. So yeah, it's we making the juice with a squeeze for whichever assignment that you are being assigned. Yeah. Obviously, at the moment, I mean, we have a big challenge about schools. I mean, there's a big debate. You know, the youth need to be developed. Youth need to be scaled. And with the pandemic, you know, doing what it's doing, that is kind of disruptive, which means there's a big worry that, you know, young people who need to be at starting life, maybe for that matter, or just finalizing their plans have been severely disrupted. How do you, how do you help out in this case? Well, my, uh, okay, this is not uh, an organizational institutional response. This is just my personal, uh, personal response now. My experiences uh, dealing with uh, situations like this is to fully be online because you cannot do physical interactions with anybody. So the content material that uh, learners need to study from should be online, fully integrated. And, I mean... Having traveled abroad a couple of times, I can tell you it's doable. Um, I was studying with uh, Columbia in Yale not so long, and we, we were doing uh, our tutorials online. So South Africa just needs, simply needs to you know, push up. And you now they are relevant in the space of online education. Because ultimately, in the long run, with the with the emergence of OIR in the in the country, in the continent, that's where education is going. That is the future of education. That is the future of global universities. Sure. Now, the big talk of the National Development Plan, the 2020 Young Youth Ambassador, uh, as one of the NDP 2020 Youth Ambassador, um, what do you find creates a disconnect between uh, youth and governance? If there's any, <laughs> I'm gonna get into trouble, but I'll say it. Well, yes. you've you've weathered the big storms, my brother. You. <laughs> well, the, 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 you know, uh, the 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 thing that is creating the disconnect is displacement. You find that um, people, 35 years and above. Uh, in positions of policy-making spaces, and they're saying, we are speaking for youth. How could you? Let's just be honest on that. We have politicians in South Africa speak, speaking on behalf of the youth who are by themselves already above the age of youth. It's like we're going through you know, the African route. In Kenya, in Nigeria, in Mozambique, in... Morocco, you have, you know, they tell you the age limit for being a young person is 40. Can you really adopt that in South Africa? It's, it's, it's a question that we need to contemplate on. So those are some of the disjunctions that we need to dismantle in the long run. And because we are facing elections next week, these are the questions that we need to be robustly debating. Sure. Well, interesting point. You raise elections because obviously you heard about independent candidature and all of that. If that came up and your name came up because, as you said earlier, you get nominated by people who recognize your work. If they put you up as an independent candidate, will they take it up? Sure. I'm not ready for uh, to, to do that right now. I'm sorry. No. How long have you uh, I, I, I think I'm, I'm quite content with the direction that I'm that I'm going through.
as a bureaucrat. Okay, if uh, you're not so ready. So, politics, nah, not for me. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's hope. <laughs> There's hope because there's many people watching you and they're probably uh, are meeting behind your back. To say, well, I, I apologize to those who feel I'm depriving them of the privilege of being served by me, and I humbly acknowledge and receive the blessings. So, you know, with every step, you need to prepare and condition yourself, and you shouldn't just jump into the castle because you feel you already, because, hey, the mark in there, yo. I mean, look Some at... people are ready to kill. People are ready to serve, I'd like to think, and people are ready to follow somebody who's ready to serve. So it's a healthy relationship. Now, from, you know, you've got these accolades. Top 100 global young leaders by the United Nations. Top 200 young South Africans by the Mail and Guardian. Top outstanding young person in South Africa by junior chambers of international and brand South Africa, among others. Hey, the list is endless. You, 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 you're punching above your weight. In as far as Yali is concerned, what have you enjoyed? What, what, what opportunities uh, have you enjoyed and what have you been exposed to? And your day, what does it look like? Because your starts very early. <laughs> okay, with regards to the accolade that you just mentioned, I have never stood up at, at a single stand and say, oh, please vote for me or please nominate me. I have never. They just came through and I answered the questions like normal, like anybody else, and I just went through. So um, addressing the issue of opportunities that uh, are available in Yali, I'm not, I don't want to sort of say I'm enjoying them because this is part of what I do anyway. Um, so Yali as an African problem itself is full of them. Because we meet different people from different countries and backgrounds. Mm. So um, when I started in this world sometime last year, in February, March, my day-to-day activities included, among others, physically and virtually promoting the organization of vision products and services work closely between the UNICEF as an institution, USAID as the founder, and the U.S. Embassy Management and Executive Teams to shape the organizational image and values, as well as the appropriate methods to organizational image and values, uh, you know, to communicate uh, the message to the public. So, in the nutshell, roughly, I'm, uh, I'm literally responsible for ensuring that messages align with organizational strategies when conducting media briefings and press conferences. So, right now, at the space that I am, we're just dealing with proposals for or consideration to implement from uh, the, the alumni. So everything that has to do with the Yali that you see in the media or wherever in the public, that is where we're getting into. As today marks a World Youth Skills Day 2020, what does it mean to you? How would you mark it? So now you're throwing me into the ship. Wow. Uh, you're the man. I mean, <laughs> this is like uh, yeah, small waters, bruh. My, 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 my message is simple right now. If you want to be a relevant Mandela for the next 10 to 20 years in South Africa or in Africa or in the world, you need to be in the STEMI field. That is science, that is technology, that is engineering, that is mathematics, that is uh, innovation. 
if you're not doing any of these, chances are you must be doing legal studies or you must be studying medicine. Because anything else on the side will be taken over by 4IR. It's not a threat, it's a promise. Because sure. we are working towards this. Social entrepreneurship? Social entrepreneurship is, of course, it's, it's, it's being enabled by technology. Without technology, social entrepreneurship is, you know, I don't say pointless, but its, it's time frame is quite short. Huh. So it's, it's a question of thinking ahead. Yes. You need to plan, you know, for the next 10 years from now. We are chatting to the spokesperson of uh, the South African chapter of uh, the Young African Leaders Initiative, Yali. He, he was part of uh, the Mandela Washington Fellowship Program initiated by former U.S. President Barack Obama. Koketsa Cox Marishani. We chat to him in a moment. It's 12 minutes to 5. Watch Sober Companion as recovering addicts help other addicts see the error of their ways. Mondays and Tuesdays at 9.30pm, only on SABC3. Here, there, and everywhere. SAFM 106.6 FM in Mangaung. 11 minutes to 5. Thank you for joining us on 104 to 107. SFM leading the conversation. Koketsu Marishani, our guest on the line, sitting in his library in his uh, suit and tie already. Probably had his coffee already. Koketsu, um, at the Marishani Youth Development Forum, this is something close to your heart. Yes. Is it, um, I know that sometime uh, in 2013, Yes. When we had the One Young World Summit in Johannesburg, uh, after uh, after completing that summit, so uh, a mentor of mine came to me and said, "Because you know what, you can run out, you can run around the world and you know, splashing your, your name wherever, but if you're, you know, if you're are not, uh, you know, but uh, benefiting people locally, then you are as good as as nothing." That's where the idea came about. Like, you know, it's fine. Me being from Hamarashani in rural Limpopo, what am I doing for the youth in the community? And I, I saw the idea amongst the family, amongst my brothers, and we sold it to the tribal office, tribal authority. They gave it a go ahead, and they're like, yeah, now let's go. We registered it as a non-profit. And it's now trading as a nonpartisan community-driven initiative with the sole mandate of developing strictly the youth of Hamarashani. So we're doing this through the four pillars that is to participate, advocacy, partnerships, and harmonization. So within the participate umbrella, we're saying we need to increase access of youth to the community office through promoting structured mechanisms for youth participation from a local to international level, meaning we're taking youth from Amarashani to international level. We're giving them access to uh, passports already so that they could experience the world outside. This uh, advocacy is saying we need to promote stronger youth engagement in setting, implementing, and evaluating development framework and increase awareness and attention to youth issues. 
we literally want them to speak for themselves about what the kind of feature that they want. And with partnerships, we're simply saying that we're going to be engaging relevant stakeholders on youth and facilitate multi-stakeholder partnerships on youth issues because we all know uh, specific uh, youth operations cannot work in ISO, so they need to partner with other, with other entities. And ultimately, with harmonization, you're saying uh, the organization is to serve as, as a catalyst to enhance the coordination and harmonization of youth programs within the marital jurisdiction so that everybody could be integrated, involved, and there would be peace. Wow. Madiba Manth, my brother, what do you want to say regarding how we observe Tata's life and, of course, young <laughs> well, people in particular? It's difficult to to talk about the future, you know, when you haven't literally lived in it. My take is um, education remains the sole panacea to our challenges, for without it, we are doomed. After all, this is what Madiba says, uh, has, you know, has always uh, advocated for us, as in uh, education is the greatest weapon to fight poverty or injustice or anything in the world that you can fit. So this year... Uh, meant for that the lecture will be delivered virtually by the UN Secretary General. I'd like to believe that we'll be afforded the opportunity to reflect on the many rivers crossed during our trying times as we ponder on the times ahead of us. So, but uh, however, this traumatic experience as we are facing, let's, be, let's remind ourselves that no problem in the world can defeat the powers of a sustained thinking. We just need to rewire ourselves and approach things differently for a peaceful future. So, in short, we need to become our own heroes. Gee, sometimes I wonder if you have time for fun, eh? Yes, and I, I, I will be the, the, the last person to leave at the party, hey? Really? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you must be feeling very cramped because of the lockdown, my bro. <laughs> But fortunately, I mean, I I have books and I have, uh, I'm one of those bookworms. So we, I have, you know, book clubs that I belong to. So we're hosting virtual live literary sessions every week. So I'm not certainly clamped up. I know my books are keeping me company. (laughs) You should have been my friend when I was in high school, bruh. Yeah. Uh, how can we get a hold of you for more? Because I, th- I think young people need to be able to understand things the way you do so they can chat the way forward because the country, as all the people uh, would say, with people like you and a lot more, the country will be in safe hands. So how can people get in touch with you? Uh, since that, um, my email is open for everybody. Okay, so at limpopoictforum.org.za Alternatively, if you're on social media, catch me on Google Marshani with the, you know, I'm putting on some glasses there and some white, uh, some blue uh, suit on Facebook. I'm, I'm quite active there. Wow. So oh. feel free to shoot. Bragox, power to your hands. Ramanya. Keep up the good work. You know, uh, you know, uh, you know, get as many young people to think the same way, you know. 
as they say, and influence as many as possible. And I like the idea around reading. It's, you know, you can never go wrong with reading. Please keep it up. And congratulations on the work that you, die, you are doing. We will be watching you every step of the way. And uh, if that call comes for you to stand, please do stand. <laughs> I'll slip on it. Thank you so much for the invitation. <laughs> My man. Good, good, so many thanks. A, a blessed day and a great uh, Mandela month.